Welcome to the Formula Bone F1 Show's 2022 Japanese Grand Prix Preview. I'm Jared Borislow, but you can call me J-Bone. Let's get into it, folks. J-Bone! Our first order of business today is getting to know the Japanese Grand Prix and its circuit, the Suzuka Circuit. The Japanese Grand Prix was first run as a Formula One World Championship event back in 1976, and this weekend's race will mark the 36th ever running of the Formula One Japanese Grand Prix. Now, the 1976 Japanese Grand Prix is famous for a lot more than just being the inaugural Japanese F1 race. Taking place at the Fuji Speedway, which is the only other circuit to host a Formula One Japanese Grand Prix aside from Suzuka, the current circuit, the 1976 Japanese Grand Prix was the final race of the 1976 F1 season and is one of the most culturally relevant races in motorsport history. Not even just F1, all of motorsport. Now, you may be wondering why. Well, because it is the race that is immortalized at the end of the popular Formula One movie Rush, where McLaren's James Hunt won his only ever World Drivers' Championship over Ferrari's Nicky Lauda. If you haven't seen Rush, by the way, you should rush to go see it because it is awesome. It is available on Netflix. No, this is not an ad. This is non-spawn. I just love that movie, and I think that if you are a Formula One fan, it is required viewing. While James Hunt gets all the glory from the 1976 Japanese Grand Prix because his third place there is what led to him securing that year's World Drivers' Championship, James Hunt definitely did not have the most impressive performance at that race. That honor, 100%, goes to American F1 driver Mario Andretti, who lapped the entire field on his way to winning the race despite some seriously wet conditions. What a drive that was. And a shout out to the Red Flags F1 podcast's interview with Mario Andretti for teaching me that crazy fact. Here are three Japanese Grand Prix fun facts. Fact one, the Japanese Grand Prix's location near the bottom of the F1 calendar means it has played host to 12 World Drivers' Champion crownings in its 35 runnings with James Hunt, Nelson Piquet, Ayrton Senna, Alain Prost, Damon Hill, Mika Hakkinen, Michael Schumacher, and Sebastian Vettel all becoming World Drivers' Champions in Japan. Now I have a good feeling, folks, that we're about to add another name to that list this weekend. More on that here in a little bit. Fact two, the two circuits that have hosted Japanese Grand Prix, the Fuji Speedway and the Suzuka Circuit, have historically had a bit of a rivalry between them. This is because each circuit is owned by one of Japan's two biggest car companies, Suzuka is owned by Honda, and Fuji is owned by Toyota. The Japanese Grand Prix was actually supposed to alternate between Suzuka and Fuji every year from 2009 onwards, but Toyota had to pull out of this agreement the year before they were supposed to host the 2010 Japanese Grand Prix due to the global financial crisis, and the Suzuka circuit has thus hosted every Japanese Grand Prix from 2009 onwards. In fact, three, there have been two Formula One Grand Prix 
that have taken place in the country of Japan that were not named the Japanese Grand Prix. In 1994 and 1995, Japan's TI circuit played host to the only ever two runnings of the Formula One Pacific Grand Prix. Both of them were won by Michael Schumacher, and Schumacher actually secured the second of his seven World Drivers Championships at the 1995 Pacific Grand Prix because Japan is clearly just an amazing place to win a World Drivers Championship. So many have been won in Japan. Maybe another one coming, folks. Let's move on to discussing the circuit itself, the Suzuka International Racing Course, aka the Suzuka Circuit in Suzuka, Japan, is 5.807 kilometers or 3.61 miles in length, and the Japanese Grand Prix will be contested over the course of 53 laps around its 18 turns. Suzuka, as I said earlier, is owned by Honda, who of course is Red Bull's unofficial yet still official engine partner, making this an unofficial yet still official home race for Red Bull, kind of? If you've been wondering, Red Bull Racing Honda is no more, officially. Red Bull's official name now is Red Bull Racing RBPT, which stands for Red Bull Powertrains. However, Red Bull's power units are still assembled and supported by Honda through 2025, so I feel like they could have just kept the old name for now. It's kind of confusing. But still, kind of a home race for Red Bull because of Honda. Interestingly, the Suzuka Circuit is actually located inside an amusement park called Motopia that features a wide variety of attractions such as roller coasters, go-karts, and a Ferris wheel. Suzuka is most famous for being the only figure eight circuit in Formula One with the back straight between turns 14 and 15 passing above the short straight section between turns 9 and 10 by way of an overpass. Suzuka is one of just two FIA grade one circuits in the world that features a figure eight design, with the other one being Ferrari's test circuit, the Fiorano circuit near Marinello. Some of Suzuka's most famous sections are the S's, which spans from turn three through turn six and is exactly what you're probably picturing, a very wiggly section similar to Maggot's Beckett's at Silverstone. There is Spoon, a long sweeping double apex section that directly precedes the back straight. And there is, of course, the legendary 130R, which is the name of the turn 15 complex, 130R, is one of the fastest corners on the entire Formula One calendar. Drivers will be entering it at around 315 kilometers an hour or 200 miles an hour. This corner is called 130R because that is its metric radius. I am too dumb to know what that means, but maybe that means something to somebody watching and now they understand. This episode of the Formula Bone F1 show is sponsored by Chime. What's the first thing you do when you wake up? Is it checking up on your credit score? Didn't think so. At Chime, that's exactly what they do. With their secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card, you can start to build credit with your own money. Chime reports your payments to credit bureaus to help you build credit over time. Their members see an increase of 30 points on average. All of this with no annual fees, 
large security deposits, or credit checks to apply. So start your credit journey with Chime. Sign up takes only two minutes and does not affect your credit score. Get started at chime.com slash fbone. That's chime.com slash fbone with F-B-O-N-E, all lowercase. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by Stride Bank NA pursuant to a license from Visa USA. Chime checking account and $200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply for the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. Regular on-time payment history can have a positive impact on your credit score. Impact to score may vary and some user scores may not improve. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply, except at MoneyPass ATMs in a 7-Eleven or any AllPoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. For tire compounds at the 2022 Japanese Grand Prix, Pirelli have opted for the hardest compound range, the C1 hards, C2 mediums, and C3 softs. Pirelli Motorsport Director Mario Isola had this to say about their choice, quote, Ask the drivers which are their favorite circuits, and Suzuka will always be high on the list. It contains demanding corners like nowhere else, such as 130R and Spoon, as well as a truly special atmosphere and history with incredible fans. There's a roughly equal number of left and right corners in the unique figure of eight layout, which means that the circuit demands are evenly balanced. The sustained energy loads through the tires are some of the highest we register all year, and the track layout means that we bring the three hardest compounds in our range because of the high levels of tire duty. With the latest generation of cars being heavier than before and the limits of performance constantly being pushed, that challenge is bigger than ever now. An innovation for this year is the fact that we will be testing some 2023 prototype tires during an extended free practice session on Friday afternoon as we finalize the specification for next year with the end of this season approaching, end quote. Next up, here are your storylines to follow for the 2022 Japanese Grand Prix. The first storyline, will this be the race where Max Verstappen is finally crowned 2022's World Drivers Champion? As a refresher, all Max needs to do in Japan to ensure he's crowned the 2022 champion is win the race with the fastest lap. If Max does that, he wins. There's nothing Leclerc can do to stop him. Checo can't go off the rails and go rogue and stop him. Max gets fastest lap with his victory in Japan. He wins full stop. Max can also win the race without the fastest lap and still be crowned champion as long as Leclerc finishes lower than P2. And there are also a ton of additional ways that Max can be crowned champion that all require him to score at least eight points more than Leclerc and at least six points more than Checo. While I selfishly would like Max to win the World Drivers' Championship at the United States Grand Prix simply because I will be there, I have to admit that him clinching the World Drivers' Championship this weekend at Suzuka would be pretty perfect for a number of reasons. First, Suzuka is owned by Honda, making this a de facto home race for Red Bull, as Honda still is effectively in charge of Red Bull's power unit, so Max would kind of be clinching the World Drivers' Championship at quote-unquote home. Then, you also have the fact that Max's dad, Jos Verstappen, drove for Honda as a test driver in 1999 when Honda was considering entering into F1 as a new works team. Max was alive during this time and thus grew up around Honda. There are even pictures of him as like a two-year-old 
sitting in his dad's Honda F1 car. So pretty crazy little connection there. Second, as I noted earlier, the Japanese Grand Prix has historically played host to a ton of World Drivers Championship crownings over the years, so it would be a very fitting Grand Prix at which Max clinched the title if he in fact does so. Additionally, TikTok user DC Ned commented on one of my videos with a pretty wild statistic. Alain Prost won the World Drivers Championship in Japan in 1989. 11 years later, in 2000, Michael Schumacher did the same. 11 more years later, in 2011, Sebastian Vettel did the same. And now, 11 more years later, in 2022, Max Verstappen could do the same. Folks, is it fate that Max wins the World Drivers' Championship in Japan? Let's find out. The second storyline. How will Yuki Tsunoda perform at his first ever home Grand Prix? There was no Japanese Grand Prix last year during Yuki Tsunoda's rookie season, so the 2022 Japanese Grand Prix will mark Yuki's first home Grand Prix as a Formula One driver. It also marks the first time a Japanese Formula One driver has competed in a Japanese Grand Prix since Kamui Kobayashi in 2014. Now, hopefully, Yuki can channel Kobayashi's 2012 Japanese Grand Prix performance and finish on the podium like Kobayashi did in front of the home crowd. Yuki has been in quite up and down form lately this season and pretty much his entire career. Yuki is currently in 17th place in the World Drivers Championship with 11 points, all of which he scored within the first six races of the season. Since those six races, Yuki's best finish has been P13, and he's also had four DNFs. All of that, despite the fact that Yuki has made it into four Q3s in qualifying during that same span. So just not able to turn some good qualifyings into points. But here's a little fun fact, folks. Yuki has not raced at Suzuka since 2018, back during his F4 Japanese Championship career. But Yuki competed in the F4 Japanese Championship for three seasons and thus raced at Suzuka six times. In those six races at Suzuka, Yuki has four pole positions, five podiums, including three P1 finishes, and a fastest lap. Not too shabby, Yuki. Looks like you might like Suzuka a little bit, huh? I would love to see Yuki have a solid performance and finish in the points at his first ever home Grand Prix. So good luck, Yuki. The final storyline. What's up with this whole cost cap thing? We were supposed to find out today, October 5th, from the FIA, whether or not any F1 teams went over the 2021 cost cap, and if so, which teams and by how much, and what potential penalties for these teams could look like if existent. However, that date has now been pushed back to Monday, October 10th. Now, there's a lot of speculation that both Red Bull and Aston Martin did exceed the 2021 cost cap, and if they did, 
It could result in penalties ranging from small to absolutely massive, which is why all the F1 world is on edge right now. I will keep you all updated as this saga continues. This episode is also sponsored by Bird Dogs, and for being a Formula Bone F1 show viewer and or listener, you will get a free incredible gift with your order of the best shorts, pants, and joggers on planet Earth with my code FBONE, that's F-B-O-N-E, on birddogs.com. Bird Dogs makes the best shorts, pants, and joggers that you will ever wear, I promise you. I'm going to be wearing my Bird Dogs joggers all fall, just like how I'm wearing them literally right now as I record. If you're on YouTube, you can see them, they're great. You can do anything. In bird dogs, you can wear them while watching Formula One, working out, playing sports, sleeping, going over a cost cap, and even swimming. Bird dogs are the best because they are so comfortable and because you can get them with built-in underwear that feels better on your skin than the finest silk sheets and is also super breathable, does not bunch up like traditional underwear, is quick drying, and cuts down on laundry. That last part's my favorite. Now, as far as that free gift goes, it could be any number of crazy gizmos and gadgets, such as a rope hat, a dad hat, a tumbler, a pair of nunchucks, a whistling football, and much more. So go right now to birddogs.com, enter promo code FBONE, and they'll throw in that free gift with your order. You will not want to ever take off your bird dogs, I promise you. There's a link for that deal in the description of this episode. Next up, here are my three bona fide race predictions for the 2022 Japanese Grand Prix that I'm about to go three for three on. Let's hope I do better than last week. Bonafide prediction number one. Max Verstappen will win the Japanese Grand Prix and be crowned World Drivers Champion. I think Ferrari fans will finally be put out of their misery this weekend as Max wins the race and clinches the championship because he also gets the fastest lap and or Leclerc finishes lower than P2. There's always next year, Ferrari fans. And by that, I mean... There's always next year for you guys to repeat this whole process all over again. This one of never-ending misery because that is the Ferrari way. Bonafide prediction number two. Lewis Hamilton will be back on the podium for the first time since the F1 summer break. Lewis has won at Suzuka five times before, including four times in a span of five years from 2014 to 2018. So he clearly knows this circuit very well, maybe better than anybody. Plus, you just can't keep Lewis off the podium for that long. It's been way too long without a Lewis Hamilton podium, okay? He's getting back on. And finally, bona fide prediction number three, Yuki Tsunoda will finish in the points at his home Grand Prix. Yuki hasn't had a points finish since the sixth race of the season, the Spanish Grand Prix, but he's been qualifying very well lately with two Q3 appearances in the past three races. And with this being his first ever home Grand Prix as a Formula One driver, I think Yuki will be extra motivated to have a good result this weekend. Plus, Yuki dominated Suzuka in his junior career with four pole positions and three victories there in just six appearances. So he knows this circuit well, despite never having driven it in an F1 car before. Those were J-Bone's Bonafide Race Predictions. Now I want to hear your Bonafide Race Predictions. Let me see them in the YouTube comment section of this episode. Speaking of YouTube, I'm also trying to get 1,500 likes on this video episode. If you can do J-Bone a solid and toss this video a like, thank you. J-Bone! Next up, 
I'm going to now give my bona fide pre-race weekend predictions for the top five finishers in Sunday's Japanese Grand Prix with zero reasoning nor explanation. P5, Checo Perez. P4, George Russell. P3, Lewis Hamilton. P2, Charles Leclerc. And P1 with a World Drivers' Championship to boot, Max Verstappen. That's it for today's episode of the Formula Bone F1 show. If you enjoyed the show and are able to, I'd really appreciate it if you bought a piece of Formula Bone merch available now on bullamedia.com slash shop. We've got this amazing Donka Seb shirt that I've been wearing all show. We've got this Payne F1 team hat. Also, the Payne F1 team shirt right there. And then, if you're listening to this, by the way, I'm holding stuff up on camera. And then the DRS chicken shirt. Oh, look at that. That's a good one. That's a nice one. And then also some Formula Bone merch that I have here in front of me if you're watching on YouTube. Would really appreciate it, folks. Formula Bone merch, baby. I've placed a link to the new and fully revamped Formula Bone shop in the description of this episode. For Formula One updates between now and my Japanese Grand Prix recap episode, you can join over 800 members of the Bone Brigade in the Formula Bone Discord server via the invite link that I've placed in the description of this episode. You can also follow me on all social media at Formula Bone and at my real name, Jared Borislow. That's at J-A-R-E-D-B-O-R-I-S-L-O-W. Until next time, folks, J-Bone!